Welcome to the Rambling Corner. Um, my name's Louis. I'm joined with Kurt. And I. And uh, today we're going to talk about a bunch of different topics, including dreams. There's actually something I wanted to bring up though before we talk about dreams. Oh, throwing them out there already. You, yeah, go on. I wanted to ask you about something, Kurt. Um, so I was reminded the other day about this spider. I thought you'd be interested. Right, yeah. Um, apparently, it's one of the most deadly spiders in the world. Right. And uh, it's from the Amazon. And I can't remember its name. Brazilian wandering spider, maybe? I don't know. Is all it? I, all I do know. Nah, yeah, no, I think I know. Yeah. All right, but what I do know is that obviously it's deadly so it kills you but one of the side effects of the venom is that it gives you a very painful yeah <laughs> yeah no it's a, yeah no it's the brazilian wandering spider yeah they're quite they're quite naughty really because they um i mean they are an aggressive species in that so they are quite willing to bite you with you know a venomous bite as well not oh, just more savage though like well yeah you get a, you get a, you know that is one of the listed effects that you get a really painful erection when you've been bitten by one of them um not ideal is it it's not a, i don't know you i wanted to think... bring it up because i'm just curious like if if you you're one of those people that view nature by design yeah what what is the purpose what is nature trying to do there i mean <laughs> that's a side effect isn't it? i think that's just out of venoms reacting in your body but yeah no that is yeah, they're, they're called, if you're interested, the Brazilian wandering spider. They are, um, you know, they're quite deadly because as well, a lot of the times you get bitten by one of those, they're in an area where you, um, you know, you're not going to get to hospital quick enough to get an antivenom. And I'm not even sure they have developed an antivenom for, for that species of spider. Um, so I think, you know, um, the Sydney funnel webs, another really venomous spider, but obviously in Australia. Yeah. But they've developed quite a, you know, an effective anti-venom to that particular bite. Whereas I don't think they have done with the Brazilian wandering spider. But um, yeah, they're aggressive spiders. I would stay clear of them. But the trouble is, they quite often, as the name suggests, wander about the, the floor in the forest. So you have yeah. to be really careful with them. A lot of the most beautiful places in the world have things that just want to kill you. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, I don't know, mate, how Australia... I don't know, because a lot of stuff that obviously develops venom. Um, but why is there so many things? That, I mean, they've got platypuses, for Christ's sake. They're, they're like... Weird animals. They are weird, mate. They're That's like a mammal. So many ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. I think only the males are venomous, though, but I'm not sure. But, I mean, the females lay eggs, but they're still technically a mammal. That's not yeah, right, that's, is it? That's not what makes a mammal. That's just what you get told in school for some reason. Yeah, I know, but the still... You take it's, milk it's, from the, the... Yeah. Yeah. The mammaries. Yeah, the mammary gland. That's the one. Anyway, right, yeah. So, yeah, Brazilian wandering spider, if anyone. I can, I can add it to the link of uh, resources. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, hear what you had to say about that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you, you think, you know, growing up in that, it's like, surely I want to die with an erection at some point in my life. But come come to think of it, if it's Bobby, you know, getting bit by a spider, I'd probably do well to avoid it. Yeah. <laughs> 
want to know what the spider wants with me, if anything. <laughs> well, it crawls in your bed, mate, as a bite, and then thinks, oh, fuck this, I'm off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, dreams. Um, yeah. So where we wanted to start, we let's just get straight into it. Dreams are weird, and we're going yeah. to talk about lucid dreaming. So Yeah, so I have had... Um... You know, for about, what did I say? Because I started keeping the dream. To, basically, if you want to get into lucid dreamings, there, you know, lucid dreaming. Sorry. Should we explain what that is or do most people know? Yeah, turn turn your mic up a bit because I can't really hear you, to be honest. Oh, sorry. Um, that's all right. Yeah, so lucid yeah. dreaming in a very layman's terms, I guess, is just it's essentially, yeah, when, when you realise you're dreaming and then you can... Um, you know, so you, you're asleep, but you know that you're dreaming, so you can essentially control your dream is the simplest way of putting it, really. Yeah, just to sum it up. So, yeah, exactly. sorry, what were you going to say? Yeah, so there's, um, you know, I had, I'd say success with it. I started a new job not long after I, um, hang on, I started keeping it basically for lucid dreaming. You've got to do three, three things, really. You've got to, um, one, keep a dream dream journal we're going to talk about that in a bit anyway mm -hmm. but um there's they're essential because the more you write down your dreams the more you start remembering your dreams yeah and what i found when i was keeping my dream journal a lot of the times you think you're in um you know your dreams different every day what a lot of the times i realized was um i was going to the same sort of places in my dreams so i'd be in like this the, you know the background of a dream in that Mm -hmm. would be the same place as another dream I've had. And you don't start sort of picking these things up until you, um, you know, you start writing down quite readily what's happened in your dreams. So one, it helps you remember your dreams better. And two, it helps you sort of um, realize patterns of dreaming and how these things develop. Um, the next thing you need to start doing, if you want to get into lucid dreaming, I have listed some, um, there's a, there's a sheet of resources we're going to include with this one, isn't there? So I'll yeah. put a link to, to, to sort of help anyone who's interested. But um, the second thing you should be doing is reality checks. And it's, there's loads of different types of reality checks you can do. I never use this one, but you can, um, in the daytime, just every, every hour or so, just stop what you're doing, look at your hand and count one, two, three, four, five. I've got five fingers. Mm. Um, or... I looked at my watch quite, you know, about every half an hour, I'd look at my watch, stop what I'm doing, take a few deep breaths. say, you know, I'm not dreaming now I'm awake. And the time is, I don't know, 10, 15 or whatever. And then I'd, you know, take another deep breath and just carry on with my, um, you know, my day, day to day business. And you stop and do that regularly over the course of, well, however long it takes in that. And, um, You'll start dreaming that you're looking at your hand and counting your fingers. Uh, you're looking at your watch and looking at the time. And what you realize is in dreams, you know, you might have seven fingers on your hands. But you're so used to doing this reality check. You know, in real life, you've only got five fingers. So yeah. when you see you've got seven fingers or that the time isn't displaying properly, which is another feature of dreams, time's never correct. Um, you know, you look at your clock in that think, oh, actually, the minute hand is going backwards. I must be dreaming. Do you know what I mean? So that at that point, then you can say, right, I'm dreaming. And then you wake up in it. Do you, uh, do you ever watch American dad? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. Have on, you seen, not, the, have you seen the lucid dreaming episode? Uh, 
do you know what? I feel like I've seen so, it, but it's been years. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go on about it too long, but there's this episode when Steve um, does, teaches himself to lucid dream and his reality check is this red ball that like comes through. And when that comes through, he's like, I'm dreaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kaylee messes with him by bouncing the red ball in real life. And then he's like, oh, I'm dreaming. And then does like some really mad <laughs> things and causes some girl to like die because <laughs> they jump yeah. out the bathroom window. I mean, it's good though, because it's probably taught quite a few people of how essential, you know, these reality checks are. Because I had one dream, you know, obviously I've written this down in my dream journal in that, but I had one dream where I came very close to lucid dreaming because I, um, I see a big clock in my dream. Yeah. And the minute hands were going backwards and that, and it was, you know, the time wasn't really right. Um, and I remember there was someone stood in front of the clock and I said, hang on a second, that the time's wrong on that clock. And he said, and he just gave me, I can't even remember. He said, oh yeah, well, we're going through space. So time's never going to, never, never going to display accurately, is it? And oh, I, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, said, I, I literally said that in my dream and uh that was it i couldn't become lucid because i had accepted that as fact almost yeah. so i didn't you know i didn't realize i was dreaming but um yeah and the other thing is there's methods of um again i've got the resources there uh another method that's quite handy to use when you want a lucid dream is you you know you go to sleep and then you wake yourself up with an alarm or whatever about three to four hours before you normally get up anyway Mm -hmm. stay awake for 10 to 15 minutes and then as you're going back to sleep think i'm gonna have a lucid dream i'm gonna have a lucid dream um and that for some reason just sort of triggers your mind into you know making yourself go lucid when you're next dreaming and that i've only had i've had three lucid dreams in my life twice of them was me saying you know i was running away from something or whatever and i said well hang on a second i'm just dreaming here so i work myself up and then the other one was the only time that i've managed to do it after all the training and that and meditation is quite important as well because when you're doing your reality checks you want to be mindful that you are actually yeah. you know you are actually awake so when you're in a dream the mindfulness almost carries on into your dream yeah you ground yourself yeah 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 exactly it's interesting i um no i'd recommend anyone doing doing it but you know there's studies that say you don't feel any more tired when you um you know, when you have a lucid dream, if anything, you feel more refreshed because you feel like you've achieved something. Mm. But at the same time, when you've got to get up at half four in the morning, it's a bit draining when you're waking up at one o'clock to then make yourself, do you know what I mean? So that's why I stopped really. But I could probably, I should start it up again. It's quite yeah, that, interesting. That'd be easy for me. I have a cat that does that anyway. He wakes me up about four or five in the morning for no apparent reason. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely give it a go, mate, because... I've you know, tried in the past. I had a dream journal, but I was really, uh, really lazy with the reality checks, and that's that's where I went wrong. Yeah, that's it. You got to be, you know, it's you, you, you might as well set an alarm on your phone every hour and say reality check. Do you know what I mean? Just a reminder. Your phone, your watch beeps every hour, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it'd be really easy for me to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know. I had the same watch when I was doing my reality checks. Mm. Apart from mine wasn't silver. Do you not have your Casio anymore? Nah, broke my. I was skipping, and the skipping rope knocked the front off. Oh, savage. Yeah, but yours is metal, mine was plastic. That's why. Uh, but I, was, ah, I probably still have. Well, I've still got the bits to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doesn't quite I'm, work, but it's still there. Um, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping your audio is going to be all right. Every now and then it keeps glitching, but it's clear what you're saying. It just keeps going like, uh, Yeah. Um, I think your connection's just lagging or yeah, something. Yeah, shit, mate. I'm in the back of my house and the, the plastic route is right in the front and it's not a very good router, to be honest. It's fine as long as... Uh, as long as it's clear what you're saying <laughs> yeah fingers crossed um 
Yeah, right. What do you want to talk about in regards to dreams then? Oh yeah, sleep paralysis. So you've said you haven't or not had much experience with it? A little bit through lifestyle choices more than anything, you know, <laughs> but I, I've never had a regular, regular sleep paralysis, but you and Ollie, I know I've had, haven't you? Yeah, I, I get it um, usually in times of uh, stress. So if yeah. I'm really stressed in life about whatever, um, yeah, I get sleep paralysis. It's a horrible experience. Um, and then it gets even creepier when you read into it. So I, I haven't read into it for a while, so I, I probably should have looked up some things. But basically, the thing that really creeped me out is that lots of people have a very similar experience and see very similar things. So for me, it's um, it's figures, like of right. people. Um, so normally I I wake up and I can, I'm, like my eyes are open and I can see around my room and then I can't move my body. And then it's just yeah. like, oh shit, this is happening again. But the first time it happened, it's like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Panic. And once you start to panic, that's when the figures come in. So suddenly <laughs> these like shadows come in and they like basically stand at the end of your bed. Sometimes they start getting closer. And there's this one that a lot of people describe, and it, I can't remember, I hope I'm getting the name right, but it's something like the man in the hat or something. Oh, basically, no. it looks yeah, like yeah. a bloke in a hat. And I have this. And when I looked into it, you can find other people that have had it, but they're like good artists. So they've drawn pictures. And yeah. you look at this picture and it's like, this is exactly what I'm seeing. This is really creepy. That's weird, and, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's like a, 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 I don't know, almost cross-cultural thing. I mean, for me, mate, I do feel dreams. I'm sure Harriet said something about a man in the hat before. I'm sure she's had sleep paralysis when she was younger and she didn't, mm. didn't realise what it was. I mean... The first time I'd never knew it was a thing. I just remember being there. I'm trying to scream, but all that's coming out is like, and I yeah, can't. How move old were you when you first had it? Uh, I don't know, probably around ten or twelve or something. So quite young then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, JB gets it a lot. I know quite a few people. I mean, the one time I had it, do you sleep on your front or your back? Because I imagine if you're on your back and you're looking outwards, I usually that... sleep in the fetal position. I, yeah, I like so curse on my side, but I'm always on my back when it happens. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah, no, because the, the one time I, I, I'm sure I've had it before, but the one time that I remember, um, I was face down in my pillow, mm. and I woke up, I couldn't move my body. I was like, yeah. well, I know I'm lucid dreaming here. This is frustrating, but I know what it is, so I'm not that worried about it, if you know what I mean. But I was considerably older, and I had already known about, you know, sleep paralysis and that. So did I say, did I say, I oh, yeah, I might have said lucid dreaming back then. I can't remember. You did, but yeah, it's yeah fine. I thought I, I did. You. Yeah, no, no, no. The sleep paralysis and that. I knew what it was, so I wasn't particularly fussed about it. But it's weird. Yeah, I, I don't know, mate, because I've had. Uh, it's, it's what you make of them, isn't it? I try and always stick to the logic that the good stuff's real and the bad stuff's not. But yeah. I remember, you know, I've had plenty of dreams before where, um, you know, stuff's come true in real life. I don't know whether it's just you picking up on subtle, you know, subtle things in your day-to-day -day so i've had little things like that especially when we were in school like something mm. would happen and either you did dream it or you just get really strong deja vu like yeah yeah yeah, definitely i mean my deja vu i used to get deja vu a lot but it doesn't seem so maybe because of the mindfulness and that maybe i'm paying more attention to my everyday yeah. sort of moment moments and moments so i don't have those lapses like lapses in my concentration in that mm. i don't know what deja vu no one no one does do they really um Matrix. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Do you know what, mate? It probably is. Um, but now, if um, yeah, it's it's 
like what for example when i was younger and that i dreamt we had a ps1 yeah mm. next day we got a ps1 can't remember what time of the year it was in that can't remember if i was picking up but i was in right for some reason and i noticed this when i was going through my dream, dream journal with you yesterday when i was younger i used to dream about games a lot and i'll still clearly dream about games a lot do you know what i mean for, for, yeah. and i don't even play a lot of games anymore so i don't know whether because i dreamt about them so much when i was younger i dream about them quite regularly now see my dreams if they're logical it's normally something i don't really want to talk about just like either yeah. really personal or some experience or they just don't make any sense i jump around a lot in my dreams so like yeah. one minute i'll be driving like a car for example yeah, and then the next yeah. minute i'm suddenly in some situation at a party and all of this just makes sense at the time just like oh of course i'm here like but yeah. i was literally just driving a car like well i can never make sense of them but i don't know if that's because I'm remembering multiple dreams and I yeah, forgot. I mean, you do, I have no idea. You do have multiple, because obviously you go through different stages of sleep. Exactly. And REMs, obviously, when you have, you know, the prominent dreams yeah. in that. And I did notice when I was keeping, yeah, you should definitely keep your dream journal again, just to help you remember more. But um, it's interesting because you don't always remember how, you know, I've got, I've got entries in that where I say, oh, I had one dream and then it skips to another dream. But then I've had long entries where I've seen how I've transitioned through to the next dream almost. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're definitely, I always think there's something in it. Like I said, if I just stick to the logic that the good stuff's real and the bad stuff's not, you can't really have a bad dream. But I, what was you, did you always have a recurring nightmare when you were younger? Yeah, I was falling. I, I always had that one. Do yeah. you want to know and what I'm mine was, mate? Bad. <laughs> mine was... There was a, it was just a blank room, yeah? Mm. Uh, just like, a, you know, your typical sort of nightmare situation when you're just in this bright white room and that. And in the middle was just this purple hoover. Baffling, isn't it? And I used to wake, no, I remember used to wake up my mum. I was like, mum, mum, the purple hoover came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. baffling, mate. I've got no phobia of them. Don't know how that was ever... You know anything to do with dreaming that, but that was what I was younger and considered a nightmare. So I'm probably doing something right there, aren't I? Because it ain't particularly scary. Like when I was a kid, I either had the one that I was falling, and I never remember how it set up or anything. It just at some point I started falling, and you feel like you're falling, and then eventually it's like I guess you jump up or something. You hit hit bed. Hypnotic. Um, there's a name for that. Hypnotic hypnotic jolt maybe i can't yeah, remember hypnotic. you jolt but then when you it wakes you up but it makes it feel like you've landed on the bed yeah that yeah, yeah. and when i was really little and i used to still wet the bed because i was yeah. a bed wet um i used to have this recurring dream every time i'd wet the bed i would just be dreaming that i was at the toilet and i was peeing it was <laughs> never like told me yeah, yeah, before. Like, yeah, yeah. So I, I would have got normally gotten out of bed to do it as well so in my dream i woke up got out of bed walked to the toilet started peeing and then suddenly start feeling warm and then wake up and then be like oh <laughs> like, shit yeah <laughs> again that could be quite i should have to talk to other bed as well i must admit i never really pissed the bed when i was younger but if i remember like, well, i used to be in, yeah yeah no i'm not saying you did it when you were like 10 years old <laughs> i'm just saying you know well you know um I used to be sick a lot in my sleep for some reason. I, you know, I, think I used to gorge myself on food, as as is the usual thing. And then, uh, I don't know, just throw up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I said to you yesterday, how often have you played, um, you know, when I was younger and I'd have long stints on Pokemon. And I mean, like, 16-hour stints playing the game. And then I'd go to bed 
and I would be in Pokemon. Do you know what I mean? I'd be walking around in like this little 2D bird's eye view. <laughs> or I remember once terrible, I was having like, fucking really terrible music playing. <laughs> yeah, no, I would. No, I was just about to say when I was younger and that, I remember um, one night when I played it all day, I think it must have been a new game came out or whatever, and I played it a lot. I had to keep getting up to check that I turned my Game Boy off because I could hear the music in my head before I was trying to sleep. So, yeah, come to think of it, I really didn't sleep well when I was younger because I no. played a lot of games. And then I'd go and I'd dream I was in a game anyway. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dream, dreams are strange. Um, but... Yeah, I want to read I want to read a dream journal entry out, but at the same time, I think... Maybe I don't really want to dream some of them out. Shall I talk about the lucid dream at least? <laughs> huh? I said dream some of them out. Oh, sorry, I can't really hear. I think they, I think it's definitely my internet, mate. Um, yeah, I might. Yeah, so I had a... Uh, it was on the 19th of April, 2018. So I had a proper lucid dream after going to the toilet, turning the light on and then going back to bed and then obviously thinking about it. But um, yeah, in the dream and that, I remember I was sort of outside in that. And then I, it was like a stormy sky. Mm-hmm. And I saw this giant rat like flying across the sky. And it was at that moment I thought, well, hang on a second. This can't be real, can it? So, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I woke up then uh, within the dream. You know, yeah. I woke up within the dream. Um, and I used to live a... a you know, below this really fucking noisy neighbour and he would play shit tunes. You know, sort of, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I think it's called Gabba, mate. It's like really pump. It's just shit, basically shit music. Um, but he would play that till the early mornings. And I remember, okay, so it started in my room and upstairs was playing shit tunes. So I changed it to Speed Garage. So I was in my bed. I was like, yeah, we'll have some Speed Garage and that. Um, and then I was trying to fly in my bedroom, but I could only jump really high. So I think at that point, I realized within the dream that I wanted to, to, you know, go outside and fly. So there was this section of the dream where I had to go through the window in my bedroom. And this was like the transition point between really becoming lucid um, and not becoming lucid. And I was like going through the window and I had to maintain so much con- like concentration as I went through, you know, this glass pane that I knew was in my dream, but I really had to focus on getting through. And it was like in my head, I knew that once I made it to the other side of this window, that I would be in complete control of the dream and I wouldn't Mm. wake up. But if I lost my concentration, I was going to wake up and then, you know, have to go back to sleep again. But um, yeah, halfway through, uh, when I was sort of like halfway through the window and that, I had these fractals in my vision and that, and he's like, changing diamond patterns and that so i really knew i was in the dream i made it through the window and then at that point i sort of um could just fly around go from building to building fly around see some friends in that in the dream and then eventually i think i uh just had enough of lucid dreaming and went back to sleep and then woke up to work and then wrote it down straight away i was like fucking yes i've actually had one i just find that weird like like, yeah, I just then got bored and decided to go back to sleep in my dream. Like, well, I think yeah, no, it is strange. It, uh, they're so they're so surreal. I can't until you sort of start training yourself to have one and look into it. You can't really explain them like what they're like. Yeah. Until you know, but it's just basically, 
I think meditation's key for it because you really need to stay mindful in your day-to-day life whilst you're doing the reality checks. Yeah, so you're focused. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And speaking of, uh, you know, sort of how we said about games and technology, mm-hmm. you know, it, it affecting your sleep and that, I think that brings us off quite neatly onto our next topic, really. Yeah. Technology is distracting yeah. <laughs> many of us, especially us who live comfortably in the West. Yeah, well, definitely. Again, I, I, you know, I'd be interested to see how Hong Kong are using it to their benefit, but I don't know how how the government's um, sort of clamping down on technology in their areas. That's something yeah. we can uh, talk to Josh about in the future. when we Definitely talk. a topic for him more than us, isn't it? I've got no idea. Oh, yeah, but, I wouldn't um, even know. Yeah, what do you think? Is that, I mean, what did I... Well, I mean, from course. personal experience, uh, I, I've recently been thinking a lot that just if I think about the most mundane situations, like waking up and getting ready in the morning or... Uh, if I'm out and about and I'm waiting at like a bus stop or the train station or, or wherever, you just suddenly, the moment you have like free time, you have this urge to just kind of look at your phone. Yeah. And then look well, I did. At... Do you remember ages ago? Because I, I, I noticed myself doing that a lot. This was, wow, it must be coming up four years ago now. I was doing it a lot and I decided I wanted to get rid of my smartphone and went back to a little Nokia, yeah. little Nokia phone and that. And, phone. yeah pretty much it was one of them yeah it had yeah. two sim card slots on it though so that was a positive not that i had two sim cards but the, the option was there um big business but i did find you know i didn't miss the technology when i didn't have it mm. but then having done that for i think i had it for two years and that when i went and got a smartphone again i barely went on the smartphone do you know what i mean so i think overall it was probably quite a positive thing to do yeah i'd I definitely get what you mean but then depending on what you do and especially um with lots of different businesses uh, or other jobs industry right, yeah. things, like so many people need to be connected for those reasons or yeah. if you need to like um get a hold of a lot of people nowadays like it's normally through some kind of social media or something so yeah it's Is hard it, yeah. like it, it's easy to say oh yeah i could just disconnect and it'd be great and i often think about it but then there's all these other things that i actually need it for otherwise i can't yeah. keep living i'm not saying that yeah no this was i was i was at a stage in my life where i felt like i was frustrated you know, yeah, I just sort of had to take a step back. And yeah, but I was only working, like you said, I was only working in a supermarket, so I didn't really care about that. No, exactly. Anyone that needs to talk to me can, I still had Facebook as well, so I was using it at home. But obviously, um, you know, going back to the, the, the trouble with technology now is there's just, you know, breaking news. Everything's breaking news these days, oh. even when it's just, you know, it seems like since 9 11 and that, nah, it was um, all that probably mate but that's when i sort of first noticed it was all breaking news breaking news breaking news this breaking news that but all this breaking news would just be um you know people saying what they think was happening yeah you know what they think has happened and that would then become breaking news yeah, yeah. so you, you still use twitter in that i haven't used twitter in a long time that's very often like that it's just breaking news and it's a nothing story yeah, it's bollocks yeah, it's just someone's, oh, I think this happened, so I'm going to write about it. And then you pick it up and they're like, well, this has happened. I blame CNN because CNN back during, I think it was the Persian Gulf War, um, they right. they were, that's when they launched the 24-hour news cycle. So they were yeah. the first to do it. And when you have a 24-hour news cycle, 
obviously there's lots and lots of things that go on in the globe but after some days are slow news days so yeah. what do you do you have to fill that space yeah, so yeah, yeah when we first started seeing like quantity coming over quality in yeah, exactly news, and then other organizations started doing the same things and then when things went online and lots of the papers went online they now have to fill the same need so you have yeah. to be the first you have to be the quickest and facts and actual you know, you know actual yeah. information goes out the window it's more and not just that yeah no when you go i'm glad you mentioned the 24-hour sort of news in that because mm. actually it is very much just a, a a grab for your attention and then forget it when the next news things come along so you know for example two weeks ago it was big news that the amazon was on fire it's still on fire but yeah, something else has taken over do you know what i mean so okay what was it the other day i mean boris johnson for example not turning up for his well turning up for his press in um there's press conference in Luxembourg and then shying away from the protesters and that. Yeah. That's now taken the, the the headlines in that. But it's like, yeah, but hang on a second. Hong Kong are still having their protests. Yep. Um, you know, the Amazon's still burning down. Uh, Venezuela is still an issue. Do you know what I mean? All these things. But because it's not the most relevant thing, people aren't paying any interest that's in it anymore. outlandish either. Because that's another thing. Uh, for example, I studied journalism in university and we were taught you know the way you structure a story is you got to get your like uh five w's so the who what why where and when like basically yeah every story that gets summed up in the first kind of four lines um so the first paragraph essentially just gives you a whole gist tells you exactly what the story is about and the headline should also be helpful so you can read the headline you can read the first paragraph this is when you used to have a proper newspaper and we'll go yeah yeah, okay, I want to know more about this. Then all the other details are all expi- expanded on. But nowadays, it's about clicks. And everything yeah. I was taught and taught everything I was taught not to do is now the standard of what everyone does. You have a, yeah. a headline that doesn't give you information. It just tries to lure you in. It's clickbait. And then yeah. they spend the majority of the article telling you nothing and then actually yeah. give you the information in the last paragraph. So you have to read the whole thing. Yeah, and going back to it, I, I, I'm just going to slag off Twitter again, mate, because I think it has really gone down here in the last... I mean, Facebook, everyone knew was shit, and you wouldn't go I for news. Twitter was really any good. I think uh, Reno, our old college teacher, summed that up. Just Twitter is essentially, you're an idiot in the street yelling. Like... Yeah, yeah, and then he got Twitter back. Oh, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Yeah, it's a good point, mate. It, it's, I just, uh, you know, everything's got to fit into 100, 140 characters in that, but I don't know, recently it's become 200. a big characters now oh you they, they've, they've increased it after because they realized actually yeah i don't know mate it's all because how many people just read the headline and then don't bother reading the article they just go straight to see what other people read. Oh, i love doing that that's one thing i do like doing on the posts when um you have clickbait things just going through the comments and seeing yeah. people who are outraged but they're saying stuff that if they actually read the article they wouldn't say because it covered that yeah. in the article yeah yeah yeah. no i know that's it but um and then anyway what i was going to say about twitter is um the other fit the other issue we've got at the moment is bots like you said it's all for click likes isn't it yeah. you know click this click this um so you're getting bots being you know used to boost you know viewing figures on these articles and that that are just poisons you know what i mean this is I, I don't know mate i think there's so much being spouted how are we even meant to go source through all this stuff do you know what i mean how do we know what's relevant in that because by the time we found something is in you know not true or whatever it's not like where they used to have to publish something in a newspaper 
I know the, the Sun would apologise thirty pages later. Oh, they've always sport. kind of done that, yeah. Yeah, but you know they would they would publish the uh, the apology or whatever. Mm. Now they don't have to because people's attention's so short on the issue that was wrong in the first place that two weeks time everyone's already forgotten it. But in the back of their head, whatever they've said in the first place that's still not. sticks there. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's still the case. You know whether they publish an apology or not, because most people don't see the apology. It's well, like yeah, a couple no, hundred yeah. words right at the back of the paper. So, but it's for something that was a headline and you know leading news about a couple of weeks ago, and that's what people yeah. remember. They remember the headline, yeah. the front page news. Yeah, like I said, you know, you said you studied uh, politics and that. I studied a lot of media, and all I know is they're fucking scum. <laughs> and then the tabloid press is just scum. I just, I, oh, yeah. I, I can't, I can't believe it's still going, mate. I really can't. I, I, I just think, oh, well, I don't want to get into it, mate, because they are just swans. Anyway, going back off that. So yeah, oh, I don't know. It's tricky because I watch kids walking down the street and that, and they are constantly on their phones in there. And it's good because you get your own. Um, with with technology now, you can shape it to how you want. So you get everything that you want to read. So mm. like I said, when I was still on Instagram, everything was music based. When I was on Twitter, it was all music related stuff because that's what I really want to pay attention to. But um, the issue with that would then be that you're just entering an echo chamber, aren't yeah. you? So you're only conversing with like-minded people. You're only reading stuff that you want to read, which isn't a bad thing because I don't want to read about someone who's gone around shooting 30 people for no reason. Oh, of course. Because, but then certain know, issues are like, you know, I could say if you take a point of contention um, that is like, uh, I don't really want to get into it, but like Brexit would be a great example. If you're listening mm. to an echo chamber around something that's, you know, that big of a deal and has so many different uh, whys and wherefores to it, like why these people want to leave, why these people want to remain, etc. Um, yeah. You're literally just listening to one side all the time. How are you yeah. making an informed opinion? Exactly. But then as a, as a counterpoint to that, it's been quite clearly documented in a lot of studies in that. They're trying to argue with someone who's got polar beliefs to you. All it does is just drive you more and more extreme to each other. Do you know what I mean? So, That's a part of discourse, isn't it? That you're meant to have like a, a meaningful debate and be respectful yeah. of each other's views because otherwise it's just you start shouting. And... Exactly. Well, look what happens in the House of Commons. There's no fucking sitting down and having a proper debate, is it? It's all waving a bit oh, of paper and shouting. Oh. Yeah, fucking grow up, people. Do you know what I mean? You, you know, you, you, oh, I'm not in, don't want to go into it, mate, because I think it's but, okay. Right, technology. What I wanted to say about that, though, let's because <laughs> we're getting off topic, um, is just what I, where I was going with that is just there's that burning sensation to quite often say, look at your phone, for example. But when I think about what six seven years ago and we were kind of in school and college and things um that wasn't the case because there wasn't as much of the distraction there and not as many people were online not as many people were quite using it to the same point and if i go back even further when we were teenagers like we just didn't have it and like nah. the whole your whole routines and the things you did were completely different and what really weirds me out now is that there are people that are you know they're 18 19 year olds and they've pretty much grown up with most of this yeah, being well, no, present. It's, it's going to be it's a bad, isn't it? straight. It's going to cause strange ideas, I think. Wow, that's that's, and I don't want to. I don't want to be. I'm not saying negative or positive ideas. No, no, no. It's changing. Whatever. It's changing. You know, I don't want to be one of these people that says, "Oh, I'm not on social media. I'm not on social media." But I'm, you know, I've gotten rid of a lot of it because I've, I've realised, you know, they've been designed. Like you said, you want to keep checking your phone and that. They've been designed for their interest and not yours. And I don't really want to be part of something that is 
also you know, gives you a dopamine rush, so it does actually exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so addictive in that, but um, you know, they're not looking. At, I wouldn't take something knowing full well, you know, I don't smoke because it's first of all, it's shit, and second of all, it's really unhealthy. That's sort of how I see social media, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. shit and it's not good for you, do you um, know what I mean? You're, you're falling right into their pocket, really, aren't you? One of the other. Sorry, one of the other problems is like with things like Twitter and all of that is uh, people online aren't voicing the opinion that they would voice outside because nah. when you're outside in society, we understand that you have to be human beings and you have to be yeah. compassionate, respectful and all this sort of stuff. So we normally operate with tolerance, which is what we were brought up to be like operating yeah. with. You've got to be tolerant of other people. You don't have to like it, but as long as they're not hurting anyone, etc., you know, it's fine, yeah. cool, whatever. And that's how people operate in society. But when you're online, no one knows who you are, so you can say exactly, whatever the yeah. hell you want. So you not only do you have trolling, but you just have people giving their like darkest opinions on things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the media go, Twitter said this. And it's like Twitter is an extreme example of what people actually think. But did you see the other day? I mean, it must have been three days ago. The Daily Mail outed, I can't remember the chat, it's the exact name, but it's the, the lifeboat. Have you seen this? The lifeboat one. Mm, I might no. I might even put a link in the uh, resources and that. Um so I think it was two or three percent of this lifeboat charity. It's like the national one. I said the Royal National. I can't the lifeboat charity, you know, the orange boats and that. Yeah, like life. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyway, three percent postcard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a specific charity, yeah. but I'll link it in the description anyway. I can't um can't remember off the top of my head what it's called. But um they've stated in their facts and figures and that when they do their annual statements and that, the two to three percent of their income goes towards, you know international aid and um the royal uh, sorry the, the, the daily mail <laughs> the daily mail is um sort of published this big headline that they're wasting 3.3 billion per year uh on international aid and the lifeboats have said yeah we've got no qualms about admitting which is in our statements that we spend 3.3 million a year you know, saving mostly children in international waters. Mm. But of course, this Daily Mail article gets posted on um, on Twitter and that. And uh, what do you see in the comment section? Just the most vile, xenophobic, racist rants about how disgraceful this charity is for um, saving, you know, saving people in international waters. It's like, well, why has this become such a thing that, you know, in, in the 21st century, it's 2019, mate. And people don't want to save people because they come from a different country from, even though the charity states full well in its figures. It's it's like they were trying to smear it for, for helping the globe, not just British people. Oh, man. And people get nuts over all sorts. It was like the other day, wasn't it? The Cancer Research posted that advert about, like, basically that obesity causes cancer. Yeah, which it does. Yeah. And everyone went livid, said it was fat shaming. It was fat phobic. <sighs> It's, oh, do you know like, what? this is just a fact and people are like yeah you know what? get more like from smoking and they're trying to point out that's true but less people smoke more people are obese that's why yeah, we yeah, think yeah. we should be raising awareness harriet is watching our drag queen um program the other day i think it's through paul's drag race yeah and it's a bit of advice to one of these you know fat geezers on there fat you know uh fat women you know drag, drag queen drag, just call me know, drag, yeah, drag queen, queen, yeah. drag queen. Uh, he said you know but that's just you. You should embrace the fact of being fat. I said, hey, I was like, that's bad advice. You shouldn't, you know, you can say, yeah, you should be comfortable in yourself, but you should also be trying to lose weight because it's 
not healthy, is it? No, it's you know? not. But I think it also depends on context because depending on like your age and how, you know, whether you're actually obese or if you're just overweight, like there, there is that spectrum. And for some people, you know, if you're say in your, I don't know, in your fifties and you're just a bit overweight, but you're not on the oh, yeah. spectrum. You ain't going to care, are you? No. And you'd probably be, for some, you'd probably be more miserable if you were forcing yourself in this whole new routine. And, you know, so you've got to sometimes balance out like the mental health, yeah. and physical health. I know what but you're I saying. I agree this... with you on the whole. Usually it's probably a good idea to exercise. Yeah. I mean, this person couldn't have been much older than us. Oh, and yeah. Were, there's no excuse. Don't just give them the advice that they should be happy in themselves. Give them the advice that, yeah, it's okay to be comfortable with being obese. It's not, you know, it's fine. It's fine. That's, that's good. You shouldn't feel shame in it, but you should. No, you shouldn't feel shame in it, but you should take a step to say, well, actually, I probably do need to make some lifestyle changes here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was like there was a doctor I think interviewed on the Super Size Me documentary. He just always stuck in my head because he was bringing up this story about how he was at a restaurant and someone lit up a cigarette and they started smoking and um, everyone was like, oh, you know, what are you doing? You're killing yourself and all this stuff. The things that people say to smokers. But there was a fat woman at the table who was clearly obese and she ordered like a second dessert or something. Yeah. And no one says a thing. And he's like, but yeah. how is it any different? It's like well, it's she, not, what is she's it? doing yeah. is killing herself the same way that the smoker is. But but she knows what she's do- like the decisions she made that so did the smoker. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I th- and it's just as addictive, isn't it? You know, I, I f- yeah, we, go- we don't go into that. But anyway, we've slagged off technology enough. I do want to, you know, can't end on a bad because it has fucking changed our lives really isn't it no, and, and i think for the better for the most part it is definitely for the better and um you know you said like going back to school in that it was completely different how technology works but i've learned probably more in the last sort of three years of mm. having access to you know these different okay so i could never have learned spanish to the degree i've learned it now in school just wouldn't happen no. but because of apps and podcasts and you know uh, the media that I can consume in Spanish, my ability in Spanish shot up, you know, and that, and, you know, being able to converse with people from different countries, I, you know, it's the compression of space and time compiled with just access to resources in that, which is a massive benefit. Um, so Spanish is one music theory without YouTube. Uh, obviously I've got books in that you need books for a lot of stuff because it's, it's, the information's there and it's good information yeah but if you're a visual learner like me things watching someone actually kind of play the instrument and explain it as they're literally playing the notes to you it it helps oh yeah exactly how helpful is youtube um you know it's got its flaws in that it needs to make money because it's you know god knows oh yeah but there's people making quality content i've learned so much more um history and science than i Mm. and geography that i didn't really care about in school but since leaving like there's so much good stuff on youtube oh man it's amazing yeah, because it's again it's going back to the taste culture you consume what you want to consume <laughs> and if it's if it's aiding you in your learning then you, you, i don't know mate history was good at school and now I, I always found it quite interesting but you know you were learning what the school wanted you to learn yeah. weren't it but if actually you think well i'm quite critical of what you know how often was the british empire painted as quite a, a good thing at school it was never it text- as a bad thing no, nah, never is a bad thing. Okay, they'd state, oh, well, this was bad, but, well, they wouldn't even say it was bad. It's like, well, we did this. Yeah, that was what it proud of. That's But, you know, it's like, well, actually, I want to learn what we did that was really bad. It was just an example in that. I don't study much history anymore. But, um, 
yeah, I think it's amazing. I've got a list in the resources as well. I've sort of listed. You could probably add to it as well some stuff that you um you found is contributed quite positively to you. Yeah. Uh, definitely list it. I'll, I'll send you the thing over, and then you can just add what you think. You know, the apps you recommend. But um, you know, it's aided in my meditation. It's aided in my yoga. The Spanish. It's made my life a lot more. Um, you know, I can I can do work on the go without a piece of pen and paper because I've got notes on my phone or documents on my phone mm. or YouTube on my phone, stuff like this. Um, I don't know. It's hard to argue that technology hasn't, you know. I think it's done a lot of good things. Like, for example, even just mundane things again. Like, I've learned, like, even cooking and cleaning tips and techniques from things like yeah. YouTube and other websites. I th- exactly. I think on the whole, it's good. It's just, it's what we're experiencing now is, is relatively new. And it's trying to figure out how to navigate all of yeah, this and how to do it. Like an in- sorry, an interesting thing I heard. I don't know whether this is positive or negative, really. But you know, like when we were teenagers and you'd do really stupid things and people used to yeah. get drunk and do all sorts of dumb things. Apparently, teenagers aren't doing all these things as much anymore, like drinking. You get recorded. Exactly. Everyone's got yeah. a phone and they know it's going to possibly go viral. So everyone's on a yeah. better behavior. And it's I don't know whether that's good or not, because it's kind of like we're all nannying each other. Yeah, well, you sort of enter in self-surveillance. I still like, I remember I was at Glastonbury and that, and I was having a good fucking, I like dancing and that, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Tunes are on, I like having a dance, mate. I don't really care what I look like. I realized people were filming me in that. I had to just stop what I was doing. I was like, look, don't film me. It's out of order. I've not, you know, I've not asked you to do that. Um, and I don't want to be on your, your face. So I'll just stop and just walk to a different stage in that. But my enjoyment was being ruined because I'm not afraid to have a little bit of a dance. Do you know what I mean? And mm. because a lot of people don't want to have a dance in that, when you are dancing, you stand out like a sore thumb, mate. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and it's that childish kind of thing in school of like, oh, I wish I could do that, but uh, I might... Oh, I might embarrass myself, and then someone else does, yeah. and it's like, yeah, he's embarrassing himself. I better like take the piss out of him so I feel better, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like get a laugh out of it. And then everyone yeah. else starts doing the same thing, and now this person's yeah. been bullied just for doing what they wanted. But let's be fair, I don't think either of us have really followed uh, that sort of. No, I was usually know, the one oh, that got the shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so. I don't know, mate. I want to really say, like you said, you're trying to navigate these things. For me, the way I've navigated the technology that I have is to stay away. I'm going to have to get Instagram back because I find out of all of them, that is the most useful sort of social media. And it's the one that you can, you know, people like watching videos and you can get your content, your personal content out there a lot quicker. So I will have to get Instagram back at some point. But for the moment, I've got a lot to learn. And I'm doing everything I can to sort of use my technology to better myself rather than look at other people that I don't know and I don't really care about. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. We're not not against technology because obviously we're going to have all of this podcast uploaded on various social media that we just slagged off. So. Yeah, we're fucking. I mean, hopefully, mate. Yeah, all the three people that are listening to it, I love pulling that joke out, mate. Hopefully, it's more than three. But the three people that are listening to it, I think actually, yeah, technology is shit. But then I feel like me and you, most of our friends don't really use the technology in that. Do you know what I mean? No, we're, no. we're all too cool. We have candlelight and typewriters. I told you, that, yeah, no, we have got typewriters, mate. But the, the bathroom light's been out about. Uh, I think we've not had a bathroom lot for about two weeks now. I had that for Maybe. a while, yeah. 
so we've been using a candelabra, mate. I've 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 been enjoying more candle lit oh, bars. Man. And why you've got again, you've got technology. Just get your phone out, get the torch on it. No, mate, I've got a yeah, but you might have the technology, but I've also got a five candle candelabra that I'm gonna use because it it pumps out a hell of a lot of light, mate. You also have a but Victorian take... nightgown and one of those floppy hats. I've wanted one, mate. I, I, I said, I've been watching Naruto, haven't I? And he's got this sleeping hat, and I really, really want Harry to make me one. But I can't see why I'd ever need a hat for while I'm sleeping. Yeah, I used to want one as a kid, and I never understood why people don't do it anymore. And now as I'm older, like, oh, because they didn't have central heating. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Well, yeah, you, mate. I've got, I've got electric radiators, mate, and I'm too stingy to put them. Yeah, but have you ever been too... in, like, an old, like, uh, like the sleepy house everyone used to live in? Like, a really old yeah, house with huge ceilings. Yeah, no a heat. lot of the Brighton houses were tall ceilings, old houses and that, and yeah. it's fucking And you ain't got double there. glazing either, so it's nah. just that frost yeah. coming inside. <laughs> yeah, fuck that, that's too much, mate. Um, But, yeah, going back to the technology and that, I do want to talk about another... A feature of it that I think you know only quickly and that before we sort of move on is the um gamification of of these learning tools and that yes or just making like we said mundane things so I want to talk about the app Habitica yeah okay uh how to pronounce me app pronounce me pronounce me h there just to make sure people understand what I'm saying but it's Habitica um and Duolingo as well for language learning I felt like Okay, it's flawed in the sense that it doesn't go through a lot of grammar in that. And Mondly is better. You should check out Mondly. That's another probably, language one. That, I'll put a link to that, but that's the language one I yeah. use. That yeah, good. No, I'm not saying, but remember, I, I, I study it with textbooks, YouTube videos. Mm. I, I, I study Spanish quite seriously. Oh, yeah, Mondly is based like Duolingo, but just a bit better and more detailed. Yeah. Good. This is what it means. I would definitely upload it in that, but I think that it's the gamification that engages people. Uh, to a level that we never had at school. When I was, you know, when I was studying Spanish, they'd give you games to play, but it would be like fucking. Now this is like you know, you up points and rewards, and you can exactly tell me, tell me anyone, you know, show me someone who doesn't like role playing elements of, of stuff, no. and I'll show you a liar, mate. Because everyone likes leveling up. Everyone likes putting time into something and seeing an outcome of it, even if it's just okay. I'll go back to this Habitica, and it's basically your. It's just a list of like you've got to do lists on there. You've got um, good habits and bad habits in that. And the more you do your good habits and your daily tasks or your to do lists, the more XP you get, um, the more money you get. And you can use it to you know customize your character. You can do it with friends and engage with friends. And um, so it's social media. Right, customize your character. So you have like an avatar. Yeah, so yeah, so um, imagine, do you remember RuneScape or yeah, World yeah. Warcraft? I know you never really no, played it. I there, know, but... no, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But you'd have, it's a role-play game, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, so you get your character, you level them up, you get experience points for leveling them up and that, you get health bars and magic points and that. Mm -hmm. um, so the more you do your good habits and your bad habits, uh, so if you do bad habits, you lose health and you obviously don't get any experience. You do your good habits in that and you gain gold, uh, experience points, and then you level up your character. Um, the more gold you have, the more you can buy sort of like weapons, shields and armor and that. And in, in regards to sort of having a combined effort, you invite friends onto the app and then you go in and fight boss battles together and stuff like that. So it's like a role play game. 
where you're just trying to improve your your life a little bit. So you know, you're really interesting because things like World of Warcraft like take over people's lives, and yeah, yeah, some yeah. People but this is jobs and things to do. I know, mate, but it, and they are addictive because mm. you're getting a reward for for the effort that you put in. I mean, I like role play games, but I find there's a lot of backtracking in them, so I don't play them a lot anymore. You got to put hours into. Yeah, oh, yeah. Whereas this is just something. So I'll, I'll give you a list. For example, for good habits, I've got flashcards, music theory, and Spanish flashcards. I've got bass lessons, practice ten minutes a day with specific, you know, arpeggios or whatever. I've got Hoover the flat four times a month. I've got sight reading. Um, and these are all the good habits and then bad habits I've got, you know, getting angry, eating unnecessary shit. Um, I won't mention some other, but you know, you can put, you can customize it how you want. So I've got, for example, flossing my teeth on there. So mm. every time I floss my teeth, I'll just press the positive button and I'll get a little bit of gold and some XP. And eventually you level up or you can buy a new sword or a, I'm a mage. So I'll get a new staff or wizard gown. Um, but Again, it's just gamifying mundane tasks to make them slightly more interesting. And I think it's anyone who struggles to, you know, I've always been quite organised, but anyone who struggles with organisation should definitely look at the app because I think it can benefit quite positively, you know, your day-to-day life just for a fun little game. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, get all those neck beards out their nests. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, mate, mind you. Mine's not really that bad, but I do need to have a shave. Let's have a look at yours. Oh, mine's bad. I haven't shaved in a couple of days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, this is a couple of months, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For anyone who's wondering, I haven't got much facial hair. Um, Right. But yeah, for technology, mate, on the whole, I think it's positive. But, you know, there's definitely some flaws to it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Pretty much everything, you know, every time I say something. So, yeah, it's good, but it's also bad. We're complicated people, Kurt. We have complex (laughs) emotions. Yeah. Not binary, are we? Yeah, it's good. We're fluid in our emotions. Yeah, right. I see the time's ticking. That's so. fine. If this goes over an hour by like ten minutes, it'll be fine. Let's um. Do you want to talk about your music? Yeah, so it's links in, done it. So, right today, for the theory side of things, have you? Did you do your homework? Have you explored any of that? Uh, add a little, add a little uh, fiddle, but no, nothing I can demonstrate. <laughs> no, you don't need to demonstrate. But did you? Did you notice? Um, uh did you did you see how it sort of comes together a little bit more when you've got your scale degrees and you realize what chords to play with those scale degrees good because today i I did want to talk about either the circle of fifth or two chord vamps but what i'm actually going to talk about is modes and basically to keep this short and sweet because there's an archaic way of you know summing up modes in that uh but i'm just going to call them different scales basically modes are different scales mm-hmm. and you know do you remember in the um you know the major scale you had uh one to seven of your scale degrees yep. the modes just make slight variations on um on the scale degrees that are in the major scale or the minor scale and that changes the you know the sound of the scale you're playing so have you got the sheet up yeah hey, the- anyone who Anyone who's interested this week can get this. I've written a little, obviously it's catered for Louis specifically, but I've essentially listed the seven modes um, from the brightest to darkest. And when I say brightest to darkest, obviously they're relative terms, but if you were to play the scale on your own in relation to either the major scale or the minor scale, you would hear how they sound slightly brighter or slightly darker. 
Um, so I'll, I'll list the scales for brightest to da darkest here. So we've got Lydian mode, Ionian mode, which is the major scale, Mixolydian mode, Dorian mode, Dorian mode, uh, Aeolian mode, Phrygian mode, and the Locrian mode. Locrian mode being the darkest. Yeah. Right. So Lydian is okay. the brightest, and Locrian is the darkest. Yeah, pretty much. So Lydian mode, for example, is uh, it's bright because you've got a raised fourth scale degree. So it's just the major scale, but you raise the fourth upper semitone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the Locrian mode is the darkest because you've got a you know you flatten the fifth in the minor scale, so that makes it sound darker, a lot darker than the minor scale because you've got. A, I wanted to mention that I won't go too much into the Locrian. But I wanted to mention it because it's the only one with the flattened fifth degree, which means the tonic chord, you know, the one chord is actually a diminished chord. Yeah. So yeah? if you're thinking of Black Sabbath by Black yeah, Sabbath. Black Sabbath, yeah. Any any of the sort of dark, heavy metals in that use a lot of yeah. the Locrian modes because it's got that, you know, that Evil tension. Sound. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anyone, like I said, the, the, the scales here, uh, are in the notes so if you want you're interested in looking at the specific intervals of each scale uh it's all in the notes yep but the um the ones i want to talk about today are again i'm, I'm relating this to you because you play a lot of mu blues music and that and for funk as well these are quite uh relevant and i live for the funk i die for the yeah, funk. <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be a fucking fool not to if you ask me um but right so the mixolydian mode and if you want an example of this, if you, I must admit, I'm not a big Beatles head in that, but apparently the Hey Jude outro is in Mixolydian mode. So if you know that, everyone you know knows that. Exactly. Well, yeah, nah, exactly. Nah, everyone nah, everyone bar nah, me, clearly. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I'm sure I've heard it. If I'd heard it on, yeah. I'm, to clarify, I'm not a big Beatles head, but I do think they're good. It's just I've not spent a lot of time listening to them. Um, Right, so basically, the mixolydian mode is the major scale with a flattened seventh degree. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you'd have one, two, three, four, five, six, flat seven. Okay, and um, it's a little bit darker than the major scale because you've got that flattened seven, but it, it's still a pretty bright scale, if you know what I'm saying. Aye. Um, and then you've got Dorian mode, which is basically the natural minor scale with a raised sixth degree. OK, so an example of that in a song case would be, you know, what should we do with a drunken sailor? Mm -hmm. That's in, you know, Dorian mode. So Dorian mode, again, um, it's brighter than the it's brighter than the minor scale because it's got that natural six in it. So that is the that's the defining feature of this mode is that natural six. So for anyone who can't see the sheet, it's, you know, one, two, flat three four five six natural six and flat seven so it's you know essentially one note different than the minor scale yes and then just to bring up the locrian mode again uh to see how different it is to you know any of the other scales you've got one flat two flat three four flat five flat six flat seven and there's a lot of tension within that mode that um it helps you write a lot of sort of eerie riffs almost you know a lot of tense dark riffs yeah um uh but just to go again i'll notice the time and that so i don't want to go too much <laughs> details there's a sheet if you're interested but uh you'll be pleased to know that it doesn't matter which tonic 
you know center you have to the scale the pattern is the same for every scale if you're playing it on guitar or bass or any sort of fretted instrument the pattern will remain the same so you know you could do it in a c locrian mode would be the same pattern at least as you know b b locrian doesn't really matter too much so no excuse really to um to not explore them in different um different keys you know i'm not saying to begin with look at all the notes you're playing just try and picture those scale degrees that we talked about last week in relation to each mode yeah yeah um and obviously i just want to clarify that when i say brightest to darkest these are relative terms so say part part a of your song was in the natural minor scale if you were then to make um part b of your song locrian mode part b will sound significantly darker than your natural minor a because um it's further down in terms of uh, how dark it is a sounding. So part A will sound minor scale, which is still technically darker than, you know, Dorian mode, but compared to the Locrian mode of your part B, it will sound quite bright. Okay. So that's why I've listed it. I've listed. Yeah. I go with you. So like, depending on which one you're using against uh, what, sorry, depending on which you juxtapose with the other, it can yeah. allow you to build tension or certain emotions because of the way exactly. they play off of one another. Exactly. So they, they, you know, it's a really good compositional technique to use different modes within your playing. It's just, uh, you know, you've got to bear in mind, you know, bridging a Lydian mode major, you know, part A of Lydian mode uh, to a part B in Locrian mode, you know, that's going to be some serious, serious difference in, in what you're doing. So, you know, pick it carefully. And I'm not saying it wouldn't work. It's just, you've got to be, got to be aware that some sound brighter than others. Um, and right. Just to finish this little section off, I feel like I've rushed through it in that. There's a lot of inf- there's, a, there's a lot of information here, but yeah. there's a sheet to go with it this week. So kind of running you know. low on time. <laughs> exactly. Um, and for you, I've I've listed you f- a couple of um bonus scales in that, yeah. but I think you should really look at the minor blues scale, um, which is one flat three, four flat five, five and flat seven. So it's basically a minor pentatonic with the flat five in it and that in in blues music is a really 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 useful really useful improvisation tool so definitely check that scale out as well i think you'll like that one yeah and anyone else who's interested check it out if you don't already know i'll play around with that and then um definitely. get back to you next episode <laughs> yeah i'll not set you any homework the homework that will be the homework <laughs> yeah 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 exactly just um just explore it it should help some compositions come together and uh you know like i said you might one day fancy making quite a cheery tune so you'd say right i'm gonna write it in lydian one day you might think i'm feeling a bit dark i'm a bit you know winter dark today let's put out a locrian you know i'm feeling low today i'm going to write dark music because that's how you have to speak yeah. when you're always dark i mean that's fucky that's all i do i think no, you got um, nah, anyway speak nice and monotone <laughs> yeah that's the english language isn't it now right let's uh <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to sort of rush through that quite quickly. But there is a sheet this week. I've spent time doing. Oh that. yeah, next time we'll we'll be a bit more clever with time. I just didn't think the distraction thing would go on for that long. But uh, we spoke about that for quite a while about the technology yeah. in that. Well, we got distracted, mate. Clearly. Yeah. Right. So normally we'd only keep this to about an hour. There's one last thing I want to do, and end on a nice positive. We're going to play a uh, Would You Rather. So. Right. I'll let you start because I'm pretty damn sure my question, I can't think of a worse one. 
So. Okay, yeah. I mean, I got sprung up on this. Just to clarify, I got sprung up with this sort of last minute yeah. yesterday. So it's probably not the best. I like to give advance notice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so would you rather wash your hair with Bisto beef gravy for 18 days? And you've got a lot of hair to clarify. Or smear lamb down sack over your lips every morning for a month with an afternoon top up at about one o'clock. I mean, that's hard because both of those are intensely gross. Uh, you got you got a beard to consider with the dance sack. Yeah. Remember, it's it's gonna go crusty. I remember you eating a marmite sandwich when we were younger, and I'll just see marmite smeared over your face. So, you know, yeah, I had bad eating habits a, as a child. <laughs> I just imagine lamb dance sack. Yeah, but I like that. lamb dance sack. And that tastes nice. So I'm wondering if I rub that on my lips, probably within half hour, I might have licked most of it off. Am I allowed to lick it off? I don't care, mate. It's on your lips. Well, yeah, but... I ain't gonna lick. I ain't gonna lick it off, am I? Well, no, because it's just I've I've got <laughs> you know. I've got really long hair. If I'm putting, what kind of bisto are we talking about? Is it the powder or the granules? Like the instant stuff or the stuff I put on a put on the stove? Oh, I don't think it really makes a difference. Wow. But... Which which do you prefer, mate? <laughs> I think it makes a difference. I don't know. My hair's really long. I feel like that's just going to cause my hair to go, you know, greasy very quickly. It's going to be hard to get out, and I'm going to walk around for 18 days like that. But but you would have a particularly nice bovine scent. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's a positive, really. Yeah, but if you do teaching online and that, uh, if, if, if anyone's interested, that's his occupation. Uh, are you going to be willing to speak to your students with down sacks made over your face? Or would you just try, would you just try and calmly play it off like nothing's wrong and it's their fault for noticing that you've got land down sacks made over your face? I'd probably kind of attack it that way. I'd act like nothing's wrong. And then if they, <laughs> if they bring it up, just gaslight them. I'd just be like, what are you talking about? I haven't got anything. <laughs> on my lip. This is just how my lips look, trying to make them feel uncomfortable, like they're being offensive. I think your rating would go down quite quickly. No, nah, they'd probably feel bad about it and then apologise profusely. A lot of them are very polite people. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, so choice time. What would you go for? Uh, I think I'd go for the dance act, just because I think I'd lick most of that off and then it wouldn't really be a problem. And then I just top it yeah, up. But you got to reapply at one o'clock. Remember, it's a reapplication. Okay. Well, okay. Dance sack more, is that, that though? Is the is it the same Dan sack? Is it fresh every day, or is it going to be like festering by the end of the month? Oh, that is a good call. I think festering is the only answer yeah, for that. Yeah, isn't it? Go for the gravy then, because you know that would be fine for the first like I don't know week, but then that Dan sack's going to be colonizing itself. And... Well, it, <laughs> it's lamb Dan sack as well. I mean, you know. There you go. Yeah. All right, gravy it is. Okay, right. So my turn then. Um, yes. So this isn't mine. I didn't make this up. I heard this on Twitter, actually. Um, and the person I heard it from, I want to mention, because he's funny. He's uh, called Crip Daddy. Well, his name's actually Donovan, but he's this, uh, he's just a hilarious person. He's a comedian, and he's, he's obviously, uh, he's crippled. Um, that's part of his, you know, part okay. of the... I think I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I don't want to say it's a thing, but you know, obviously, it's it's a thing. He calls himself. It's a defining him, feature of his. And he calls himself Crip Daddy, and he makes you know exactly. jokes around. Anyway, right. So this is situational. Your mother and <laughs> mother, your mum and your girlfriend have swapped bodies. So their brains or their minds, whatever you want to say, are in one another's body. Make sense? Yeah. yeah? 
Yeah, no, I'll... Okay, the only way you can swap them back is you've got to fuck one of them. So, would you rather fuck your girlfriend in your mum's body or fuck your mum in your girlfriend's body? Well, I mean, that's crude, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, both, both... I mean, you're offending one of them, aren't you, at the end of the day? Do you know what I mean? That would be um, terrific, really, because obviously you're going to then have to either... It's your mum's body or it's not, but then that's your mum experiencing it. You're going to... I don't know. I'd kill myself, personally. That That's my answer to this question. Yeah, but I mean... Let them deal with that. They can be swapped forever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. I probably would just walk away. <laughs> right, okay. Now, that is... um. That's the worst one, but that one doesn't... Well, he's a freak, mate. I told you I didn't like Twitter. Yeah, it doesn't... <laughs> No, <laughs> he posted. Well, I heard it because he was po It was a video clip of him posting on someone else's live stream when they were taking questions, right. and it was. Anyway, that one doesn't give much discussion. Let me give you another one. This is a less crude one. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because it makes people uncomfortable. So yeah, right. So it's like I've sat on a thumbtack, mate. Okay, now this one's interesting, right? So, would you rather wake up as a new random person every year and have? full control over them for the year or like so then you're not yourself though or oh, yeah once a week you wake up as a stranger but you have no control i mean that would like being trapped mm. so so am i still am i still conscious in both of these occasions yeah you're conscious just so i'm still myself in a way so i don't know if you ever watch quantum leap the first one would be like that nah. you're just going to be in someone else's body and you're going to be in control of them for a full year but it's still you and it'll basically be like living now except you'd be someone else the other one is you're yourself for six days of the week but once a week you wake up and you're somebody else and they have control you don't you're just conscious and watching everything happen yeah i mean that would be very much like a prison wouldn't it you know they might do some interesting things mate but i've not got a lot of faith in the general public and i think i'd find that particularly fucking boring so i think i'd be better off changing person every what is it every year yeah would i still have my skills in that yeah you'd, you'd be you i guess so as long as their body doesn't like as long as there's no physical problem to stop as long as they've not got, got five thumbs on each hand yeah, yeah like as long as there's no physical uh restriction yeah you should be able to pretty much yeah but a lot it. of a lot of stuff is muscle memory isn't mm -hmm. it? so if i was playing bass in there yeah, you might be rough <laughs> yeah but i'd know where to put 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 my hands in that wouldn't i it's just i'd be shit yeah. um i still think that's got to win out in there i don't know i mean really is it is it same gender or is it different gender it just it could be whatever you just could be an old person be anyone just do change what happens if they die what, if they, what happens if they die do you die with them or are you just no you just that i guess that would be the end of the year and you change to another i think they, that sounds like there's far more you'd never actually that, be you because if that's happening every year and you're constantly changing you're always living in someone else's life you're never actually you as the other one you're you for six days yeah but you would get a hell of a lot of it what, what, what point does this you know when does this end don't know i don't know i feel like you get more experience with the uh you know the the, the new person every year i think as long as i think that would then come back at where you left off when you finally become yourself i think then yeah because then you've basically gained more years to learn things 
Well, I think you would have gained more years to learn things anyway, wouldn't you? Because you've had because because you could jump to a different. I mean, a lot of it would be fucking irrelevant when you change body again. Do you know, what I mean, if you've spent six years, you know, a year in the Australian outback, and then you know, the next year you're in an undersea bunker in in New York in the World Trade Center. You're probably going to have a very different uh, outlook on life, aren't you? But I still think that would be the far more beneficial one to 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 be part of. Cool. So yeah, I'm going to go for that. Me person every year. Pavard. I think I'd go for the stranger one. Like uh, the, the stranger. Yeah, because then I'd be me. And then if I just look at it like, oh, this is going to be a trip. Like if I know it ends, it'd be like, oh, 24 hours. Does it, so I, oh, so it only ends after a week. And then you go back to being yourself. No, no, no. So well, the second one is that once a week. So one day a week, you would wake up as somebody else. Oh. You have no control over the actions. But then oh, you have a fuck day that, yeah. yourself. You just live. Oh life. yeah, now that's better then. Yeah, yeah, now I do. But that's for the rest of your life that you have to do. Uh, yeah, that. every week is that it... happens. Same person. Nope, it's a stranger. It's someone you have no. Yeah, I mean that's got to be. Oh, I didn't. I didn't understand that. Oh, right. Yeah, it's got to be. You explained it shit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I do because then you just look at it like, oh, this will be a trip. I'll just see what this Mako does with his day. Yeah. To clarify on that on that last note, my spider didn't eat the worm. Ah. Uh, She's just started making a web again. I wonder if I wonder if she'll like one of those tequila worms. Uh, I'm joking. Thing, yeah, mate, I don't like. Nah, it's a mealworm. Yeah, never mind. I think we should probably end it there. Yeah. Better try and feed her. Yeah. She, the, the worm's dead though. She's bit. She's bitten it. And now it's just a corpse, and she's just making her web again. Cool. So yeah, we probably oh, should sure. end it. So for the three people listening out there, yeah. three friends, <laughs> they'll tell their friends, and so on, and so on, and then we can get... snowball to about fifteen people by the end of the month. It'll be a hell of an achievement. We will have a huge audience. If you I mean, you're giving them a lot of credit, mate. <laughs> to be honest, if they've made it this far through the podcast, they ain't doing a lot with their day, are they? Yeah, right. We'll try not to go any further on because I don't know if anyone will listen this far. So thank you for joining us. Do you want to say anything, Kurt? Anything you wanted to end on? It's always worth investing in good speakers. Good word of advice. Yeah, so thank you for joining us. That's sound advice there. (laughs) Follow us and all this stuff and uh, get some new speakers and listen to the podcast through them. You can hear the bass that you can't hear in this recording if you're listening on your phone because we have a secret. Now, to clarify though, I didn't realize my voice was as high pitched as it is. It's like a fucking, oh, I wouldn't want to listen to myself. Do you think you're like the hello? I didn't think hello. I was any sort of Barry. Yeah, I didn't think I was a Barry White character, mate, but I just, I don't, I'm hoping my newer, you know, well, it's not a newer microphone, it's an older microphone, but I'm hoping my better quality microphone might just, you oh, yeah. know, not clip some of the low end off. Barry White's hard to, um, I find him hard to appreciate because of the Simpsons, because all I can hear is, to be my honest, darling, mate, uh, and there's like snakes and shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really that keen on him, I ain't going to lie. He's he's the sort of stuff you hear at wedding music, yeah. you know. He's not from me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, cool. on that note. Let's end this, so yeah. Slagging off one of America's, you know, I don't know, he's probably quite prolific. Wouldn't know. Fuck so it. yeah, join us next time when we talk about other things. So goodbye. <laughs>